to the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from pristineauction.com studios with your hosts, Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and Joe Holka. Welcome, Foot Clan Nation, Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast for you guys, DFS for the rest of us. As a reminder, if you're, well, first of all, Joe Holka, Chris Meany, Jake Seeley with you guys as always. We're following Joe Holka at Joe Holka. Chris Meany's at Chris Meany. They make it easy for you. I'm at All In Kid. But the other reminder I was going to say, if you still haven't signed up for the DFS, maybe you're just coming in the middle of the season. Maybe your season-long teams are frustrating you and it's like, hey, it's time for DFS because I'm one in eight or one in seven, whatever the record should be at this point, one in seven. Anyway, podcast, 10% off, get you in there. That's where Chris's articles are. My articles are all the advice, podcasts, tons of stuff for you. So we'll get ready for week nine, but real quick in week eight, Chris, are you ever going to join our group? Because I won again, <laughs> but I'm assuming your score wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I had Corey Davis. It did not work out for me. Matthew Stafford to Kenny Galladay. That that was really nice. But yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with that contest. I know I shot you guys a message. Um, you know, I'm not figuring out the FanDuel invites, but promise to get in because I got a heck of a lineup today. Woo. I was waiting for you to chime in, Joe. Was the, like, uh, I, I, I thought you were going to kind of take the wheel there. I, I didn't want to get no. too on, on Chris for this whole thing. I was just going to let I was going to let you be bad cop today, and I'll be good cop. Chris, you know what? We're going to get you in this week. It's all going to be okay, and then you'll probably be both of us. <laughs> That's right. I'm due for a dub. Chris just doesn't want to be embarrassed. That's what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually looking right now. Uh, what was it? One fifty? I don't even know what. Oh yeah, see, I, I I stomped Joe. That's why he doesn't want to say anything. That might be part of it. <laughs> uh, let's talk week nine. Let's get ready for it. So let's do. Let's just jump right into cash lineups as always. Straight cash, homie. All right. Let's start with running back. Joe, you can go first since you want to be nice cop or is it good, good cop? Nice cop. That's the other guy. That's the guy that just, that's the Canadian version, Chris. You want some donuts with that? There you go. All right. You're just kicking running back to me since Christian McCaffrey's back on the main slate or what? Well, no, no, no. No, I legitimately, well, that's part of the reason, but there's twofold here, Joe, is because if you're looking at DraftKings, this is now, we joked about it for a few weeks. This is Russell Westbrook territory where it's very hard to get a lineup, especially on DraftKings with Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook in it. I think one thing that's really changed this week, and in particular, I mean, just in comparison to other weeks, it seems like they really scaled up some prices based on like kind of last games on the slate. Even some of the value guys, like I don't really love anyone under 4K this week. It even like, it's really tough. So McCaffrey, like you said, he's, he's 10K. Um, I think a lot of people are going to struggle to click him, uh, which just makes me want to find a way to play him. But even like at the quarterback position, like some of these guys are really priced up as well a couple of the wide receivers like uh chris was mentioning kenny galladay before I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that but his price is extremely elevated relative to where it has uh been most of the season so it's going to be a tougher week especially if we don't get any value kind of opening up uh but that said i'm still going to probably do everything i can to get mccaffrey in my lineup uh, i get that it's a tough matchup tennessee second against running backs on the ground um they are a team that can be beat through the air, though, as far as the short areas of the field. So I like McCaffrey quite a bit. I'm projecting him for almost 30 touches. So it's really hard for me uh, to get a, a away from a guy like that, even at his elevated price tag. And if I get a discount on ownership just because no one wants to click him, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, and I'm sure you will, because I, I would imagine, Joe, that's going to be the mindset of most people at 10K. And, and Jake, you're, you're dead on with the Russell Westbrook thing. And I wonder where this price is going to get to in a couple of weeks if he keeps touching the ball 30 times. It's really hard to fade him in cash. It's, you're not going to have a balanced lineup when you roll him out. So, I mean, even just saving the $500 on DK with Dalvin Cook is, I mean, it goes a long way because this is a weird <laughs> week. I mean, you got Monday Night Football with Barkley and Zeke. I mean, you got the, all the Patriots running backs, uh, you know, on um, Sunday night football and San Fran been rolling with some of their running backs on Thursday night football. And then, you know, it, not even to mention the wide receivers, all the wide receivers that are off the slate with the Rams and the Saints and the Falcons on by. So it's, it's an interesting week from the main slate standpoint. But McCaffrey, if you can find a way to get him in, sure. But for me, Cook is, is 100% locked in. I would imagine he'll be the most owned player this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook is highest projected ownership right now. Christian McCaffrey, though, is still second right behind him. Uh, yeah. The obvious people are excited, one. man. People are excited to play this guy again, I think. Yeah, tough to fool. McCaffrey? McCaffrey? We haven't had him on the main uh, in a while, it feels like. I, I guess last I, week we had him, but it was just like against San Francisco, and a lot of people just X him out of their pool. 
we'll we'll talk about it. I could not get him into my DraftKings lineup, even with two things I think I was pretty not quite crazy about, but we'll talk about because we haven't gotten to those positions. That is a little sneak preview of that. <laughs> like wide receivers, all 5K guys, but we're still talking running backs. Number three, ownership, Joe. It shouldn't be a surprise for who he's facing. However, his quarterback and this offense have been abysmal, and including the head coach who is taking this offense that he wanted to be more aggressive and has created one of the slowest-paced offenses in the league in the least amount of plays, as he always does. That's Adam Gase, and that's Le'Veon Bell, but he's facing the Dolphins. Great spot. Uh, 7,700 for this guy. I think he's one of those ones that, um, in between him and, and Nick Chubb, I think that a lot of people uh, might kind of take the savings there with Chubb, but it, it's a really interesting one. I, I think that the, the spot shapes up, I mean, really well. I mean, it couldn't be much better from a matchup perspective, 31st against running backs on the ground, 32nd against running backs through the air. Um, if we do get the volume from Le'Veon Bell, like we haven't gotten a ton of efficiency from him this year, of course, but I do think that he's a guy that if you did want to kind of build around and you didn't want to get all the way up to McCaffrey, or maybe you've already locked in Dalvin Cook, like it sounds like Chris is on, um, I, I'd be in on Le'Veon Bell this week. I, I thought that he was a decent tournament play even, even last week. They're on the road, tough team total, but the touches should be there. Yeah, Bell's is completely frustrating, and you know it's not even him; it's it's Adam Gase. I mean, he wants to make things easier for his quarterback. Why don't you just hand it off to Lev Bell? I said this to you earlier in the week, Jake, on on the throwback. There's no excuse for Lev Bell to get eight carries. Like, what the heck is happening? Eight carries? Are you kidding me? Seven picks in the last two games for Sam Darnold. Hand it off. The matchup is great, like Joe said. They've had the second most rushing yards, the third most fantasy points on DK. He's priced up like he should have a game on Fanduel. If you're a player over there, I mean, he's not priced up that way he's 7k josh jacobs james connor jones chubb carson all those guys are are more expensive than lev bell so it's easier to get him in over there you're not going to get the full point for a catch but you know that's the difference between the two sites but i mean i'm going back to him i won't do it in cash though i just can't i've been burned too many times from him so he's he's just a tournament play for me well here's two more i want to throw at you so uh, joe brought up nick chubb uh, right in between Le'Veon Bell and Josh, or Nick Chubb is Josh Jacobs. There's the one right there. So Josh Jacobs, and then two right behind Nick Chubb, which is, I think people are making assumptions, obviously, but if James Conner is out, Jalen Samuels is just a, I, we joke about the free square cliche all the time, but you pretty much have to plug in Jalen Samuels, right? I mean, that's your savings. Joe's talked about things opening up. That's something opening up right there. That's yeah. the path for sure. Go ahead, Chris. No, yeah, that's it. I mean, not not a whole lot to say besides that. If if Connor doesn't play, it's going to be Jalen Samuels. He's already good to go. He practiced in full um, last week. You know, I thought he was going to play Monday night against Miami, but he didn't. And you know, he's been involved through the air as well. He's, I mean, we haven't seen him get a ton of ton of carries. He's only had ten is the most he's had. But in that game, he had he caught all eight of his targets. So yeah, I think he's a. I mean, five K over on Fanduel too. I think he's you know again like you said, pretty much a free square because there's not a lot of value really. Seems like a week two where the matchups are, are better for some of these like volume backs than we had uh, last week, at least like take take McCaffrey out of it against Tennessee. We've got a couple uh, really poor defenses against the run um, at the top for some of these guys. Like you mentioned, Dalvin Cook before uh, we talked about Le'Veon, but I mean, I would put Samuel right in there against Indy if we were to kind of get that. Um, I think it'd be a tougher spot for him to kind of go off through the air. But if he gets a decent amount of carries, I think at 4K, he'd be one of those guys that you would just have to lock in and move on. What about going back up to Josh Jacobs? Does the injury concern you at all? Or is, as long as he rolls out there and practice on Friday, you're good to go? Yeah, he's, he's someone that, I mean, he's 6,500, right? So these all these other guys um, for just a little bit more expensive where I, I'm a lot more, I guess, uh, concerned with still J- Josh Jacobs' role through the air. I know that he's been a little bit more involved. He's shown some ceiling. I don't know, the, the projections that, that I'm kind of leaning on, it's still like in this range. It's like, him, Adrian Peterson, Derek Henry are the ones that just aren't seeing enough involvement through the air for me to like strongly consider them in single entry in tournaments. If you really need to get that extra 1K in salary or so off of a guy like Chubb or a guy like Le'Veon Bell, I think he's fine. I don't think he's going to be in my top tier this week, though. Yeah, Henry's interesting because, I mean, we're talking about rush DVOA with football outsiders, dead last, 135 rushing yards per game. I mean, Henry, since Ryan Tannehill has come in, he hasn't been just running into walls. He's got 165 <laughs> rushing yards and 38 carries. But that's the one problem, you know, Joe said it perfectly, is that he's not really involved through the air. And I understand that's why his price on, on DK is $5,700. But it is a, it, I, that still does kind of scream value to me. And, you know, over on FanDuel, he's a little bit more expensive, $6,800. But, um, you know, if you're just looking for a back in terms of just safety, like 
Henry, Mack, like these are guys that touch the ball about 20 times a game. They're just not that involved through the air. All right, last one. We didn't talk, uh, unless uh, you kind of threw his name in there and I missed it along the mix. I'm not talking about you, Chris. I'm talking about either one of you. I, I didn't hear his name, but I find it interesting because I'm usually the one that complains about Jamal Williams being involved. But mm. how, are, like, how are more people not on Aaron Jones? I, I don't get it. Yeah, great spot. I'm, yeah, great spot. 28 catches his last five games, too. I don't even care if Devontae Adams comes back. I think he's still going to be involved through the air. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got 11 touchdowns, you know, in his what, <laughs> last seven games. He's been such a beast. It's hard to fade him as well. Yeah, with so, you, you, all right. you guys have any concerns with pace in that game before we move on, though? I think that that Green Bay, that Chargers team is just moving yeah. at like a snail's pace right now. And I, I guess it's still not something that would just completely get us off Aaron Jones. Like, I'm with you guys. Like, his volume through the air has been fantastic. I think he's a really talented guy. Matchup's great. It's just he's going to have to do it, I think, with a little more efficiency than some of these other guys. But that's something we've seen from Aaron Jones in the past. So it could happen. Yeah, and that's well. That's the upside of Aaron Jones is the efficiency. So, all right, let's talk wide receivers then. Uh, let me ask you this question, Joe. Uh, have we gotten to the point with the Buccaneers that neither one of them ever feels good in cash now? Like, because it's just, hey, it's Evans week. Hey, it's Godwin week. But this could be the week where it's both of them, right? It's terrifying for, for cash <laughs> games. Like, I don't, I don't play a ton of cash games. You guys know that. Um, but even, like, uh, last week we're trying to figure out what guy to bring back in our Tennessee stacks. Like for me, it was Evans. He was the guy that I think offered a little bit more upside, maybe a little bit more regression coming from his air yard profile. But yeah, like it's basically, if you pick the wrong one at the same price, like your lineup was completely different. And I think that could continue to happen. We've seen it a bunch of times this year. Um, it scares me to get, to get all the way up there um, and really just have to kind of flip a coin at that point. Uh, and they're really expensive this week. Like Kakamo guys have been priced up. They're both, uh, well over 7k well they're over 8k on FanDuel as well so both of those guys in this spot uh, might be tough to get to this week all right before Chris you go then who are you who's your top one that you're looking at right now Joe I still think it's Evans for me I think that the, tar the target share that he's seeing with the the deeper targets but like honestly a lot of the metrics that I really valued they're like very close I think that you could maybe give Godwin a slight edge in like something like yards per route run um, but it's really splitting hairs at that point um yeah, more often than not in these situations, you would just say play both of them in GPPs, but it's been a weird situation in Tampa Bay where like neither one has been, uh, or both of them have not been getting there in the same game. So I think it's still Evans for me. One thing that I think is interesting is people um, are getting a little bit smarter. I heard a couple of people mention this early in the week, but like normally people would be getting off of these like Marvin Jones type plays or, um, and, and really like if they had a big week before, it might actually be good to go back to them because people are just jumping off that train right away. They never used to do that. Um, people are attacking the guy that has like the regression coming like the Galladay play last week. He was 30% owned in the Millie maker after having a couple uh, poor weeks and Marvin Jones is going up. People are getting smarter. So it's almost like we need to go the other way now, or maybe I'm overthinking that. Interesting. Um, yeah. If I had to pick the two, I think I would go Evans as well. It's a little bit easier to get them in on DK and, and Joe alluded to it on FanDuel. They're one and two in terms of pricing when I mean, they're both top five wideouts. We know that Tampa Bay's secondary is, is awful and Jameis Winston's going to have to throw the ball. They don't even have a run game. So, I mean, I think I would pick Evans, but I have no problem with just a Tampa stack. <laughs> Godwin Evans and, and Jameis, I know it, it hasn't really happened with both of them, but Jake, you said it. It could be this week against Seattle and it's, you know, it's just a tournament play, but I'm, I think I'm just going to avoid both of them in cash and, and I'm sticking with the same game. And, and just roll out Tyler Lockett. <laughs> it's a little bit safer. I know what's happening with Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson every week, basically. All right. Well, well since you're, we're still with you then, then who else are you going with besides Tyler Lockett? And then I want to get Joe's take on Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Um, well, I do like that Oakland and Detroit game. You know, I, I, Kenny Galladay, again, he's, he is pretty expensive, but he's hit the century mark in two of his last three games. I mean, this, this total is, is up over 50. Both teams really struggling against the pass. So, you know, Kenny Galladay, you know, Marvin Jones, I can go back to Marvin Jones as well. So sticking in that game, that's that's a game I really want to attack. And then, you know, with some Casey Wadditz as well, or not Casey, with some Minnesota Wadditz as well, uh, Stefan Diggs. I'm not going up to the top with Adam Thielen, but I will go, I will spend some money on Stefan Diggs. Diggs is a guy that I like quite a bit too this week. He's second weighted opportunity rating behind Terry McLaurin. Um, I, I like that. Uh, quite a bit for him in this spot against KC. I, I think I'm with you on uh, unlock it. I, I think that he's probably a little bit too expensive. I almost always kind of struggle with this guy anyway. And if I was really considering someone, it's probably DK Metcalf again, 5,700. This price is getting away from us a little bit, but um, I still think there could be some regression, a positive regression coming 
uh, for DK Metcalf last week. He didn't see a ton of work, but that usage that he sees and that role that he has in the red zone is definitely real. And for a guy that like, like, uh, like Russell Wilson, who is very efficient, I think that we can target those guys even more than um, some of the other red zone uh, guys that we have around the league. Was there anybody else you're looking at wide receiver wise? There's a couple guys. I hate to even bring him up at this point because he's failed us a couple weeks in a row, but Mike Williams still profiling as one of the guys that's underpriced. Um, I mentioned that I have concerns with pace in this game, but I would feel bad if I didn't bring him up. If you, if you can't go back there, I think that Curtis Samuel at 4,300 is one of the guys that I'm kind of locked in. Um, as far as this week, he's top 10 in weighted opportunity rating. Uh, I do think that in, in this matchup, he, he sets up to have a pretty decent game. Um, he kind of can attack the secondary where Tennessee uh, can be beat. So I like the idea of going to Curtis Samuel. I think you can play him and McCaffrey together and not have to roll out uh, the quarterback. But I think that Samuel, if you can't go back to Mike, uh, Mike Williams would make a lot of sense this week too. Yeah, there's a couple of usual suspects. I mean, John Brown, we seem to bring up every single week. Well, you um, do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, four catches in every game so far this year, five catches in four straight. I mean, Washington's coughed up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. I mean, he just he's in that price range where he's just He's not too expensive. He's not a value. He's just okay if you're in looking at that 6K range. And then another guy, I don't think we've really talked about him enough. I think it's because Mitch Trubisky just stinks. But Allen Robinson has been also pretty consistent this year as well. I mean, at least seven targets and four grabs in every game, 15 catches in his last two, uh, five catches in five straight games. We know about the Eagles secondary. We know about the struggles that the run game, you know, with Chicago and going up against that Eagles run defense as well. So, I mean, 32 targets in his last three games, he's definitely a value on DK. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for Allen Robinson to be brought up because I think it's a great one, honestly. I have Allen Robinson in a lot of spots. I want to go back to one thing, Chris. I'll ask you first and then go back to Joe because Joe is the one that's down on the pace in that game. What about Keenan Allen? Because Keenan Allen played through an injury, had a touchdown that he dropped. I mean, I see people asking in the chat on the athletic, like, what do I do with Keenan Allen? Should I trade him? Like, like he did nothing. They're like, what do you mean he's done nothing? <laughs> like, he legitimately almost had a huge game while playing hurt. Uh, but is it just there's the pace, there's too much mix now with Hunter Henry and everybody healthy and Melvin Gordon back? Is, is Keenan Allen basically, I guess, has Keenan Allen lost his luster? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's Phillip Rivers. I mean, I, I put the blame on Rivers. I mean, this guy's really declining in a hurry. Um, you know, last week was encouraging at least 10 targets. The week before that, 11 targets. But he hasn't hit the double-digit fantasy mark in, what, since week two, week three, when he had those three monster games. But yeah, Henry's back. Gordon they don't even have an identity I feel like on offense so not for cash but you know you want to go a little bit off the board in tournaments absolutely because Jacob had those same questions as well and heck Keenan Allen apologized to all you fantasy players out there last week for his poor performance so you want to roll him out in tournaments sure but not a cash game for me yeah I mean you can always appreciate a guy that's gonna at least say sorry for uh, his his fantasy production I, I respect that at least out of him I mean the price is nice uh, I guess my biggest concern I still think that the Chargers have one of the worst offensive lines in the entire league so in theory that should draw a few more targets kind of the short area of the field and that's just a spot where Green Bay is really strong you can probably say that they're close to a top five team um, in the short area of the field so I still prefer uh, Williams for significantly cheaper, I think. I think there's more upside there. Uh, but the Keenan Allen, I mean, he's always going to draw ownership too. So I think that that's part of it. Just like Keenan Allen, like he has that name value. You're never going to get him at like sub 5%, I don't think, in most of these tournaments. And then if you're really trying to pay up to be contrarian, that, that's kind of what you want to do, I think. And in one of the tournaments I was in last week, someone actually got Julio Jones at like 1%. So like if there's some name value wow. there. Um, you really need to try and attack those situations. I think I think Keenan Allen is going to fall somewhere in the middle for me. All right. Anybody else before we move on? Mm, not really. Not in cash. It's pretty. It's pretty dull week, really, for wideouts. I feel. Well, so then I'll bring up one and okay. go back to the matchup because and this hey maybe this is why I say is he cash? He's just tournament because of how bad the quarterbacks have been. But I'm going back to the Jets Jets game. You know, Robbie Anderson. I mean, yeah. Robbie Anderson. I, I know. Look. My concern on this team is more about Jameson Crowder because he's sharing so much with Demarius Thomas. The one thing that hasn't changed is still Robbie Anderson. And granted, this is kind of similar to the Tyler Lockett, who you brought before, Chris, is that we always concern, well, what if it's only a four-target game? But like Tyler Lockett, he does more than most. And again, it's the Dolphins. I see you nodding along. So are you yeah. on board with that, or are you still a little bit concerned because no. it's still – I, I like Robbie. I do like Robbie this week. I mean, no Xavier Howard, past DVOA, 32nd, so without the best corner. And you know what? The targets have been there, as bad as Sam Darnold has been. I mean, 22 targets in his last three games. They've only played four games together, and, and he has been 
Sam's favorite weapon to throw the football to. They've just, you know, they've, they've had some tough matchups. He's missed them on some throws, but yeah, this is a pretty good spot for him. In fact, it's dangerous. I kind of like that game a lot on the other side. And there's going to be some <laughs> Miami wideouts I want to talk about in, on G, when we get to GPP. So, I mean, I'm going to roll He's the actually- dice on that Miami and Jets game for sure. And the other reason I bring him up, Chris and Joe, is because he's the sixth highest projected right receiver right now, Robbie Anderson. Ownership wise? Yeah. yeah. People are sharp. They're on it. People just want to play guys against me on Miami no matter what. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. One more before we move on, Joe. I'll ask you about it because we didn't bring his name up. The number one. Do you want to guess who the number one? We haven't mentioned his name yet. Who the number one projected owner wide receiver is? Is it Jarvis Landry at 4,500? No. Uh, Jarvis Landry is. People are on that this list. week for sure. I've seen a lot actually, of talk about Jarvis Landry. Have you? I see. Odell Beckham's still projected higher. I'll give you the one. I'll give you a hint. He scored a touchdown in every single game with his team. Oh, Tyrell. Oh, there you go. Yeah, touchdown, Tyrell. Really? I mean, that's another game I want a part of, right? The, Oakland has an identity. A lot of these teams are trying to figure out, you know, where the offense is going to come from. It's Jacobs, it's Waller, and it's Tyrell. It's Detroit, who, again, both of these teams, I believe they're in the top five in terms of passing yards allowed. The total is up over 50, as I mentioned earlier. I think that's a sneaky fantasy, and it may not even be sneaky. You're talking about ownership, <laughs> number one. So, I mean, I get it. It's an interesting one. I don't know if I would typically probably go to him. I, I, I guess last week I was looking at him as sort of like a pivot off of uh, my Waller shares. And I, I mean, I'm, I probably haven't played enough of him this year, but um, it's always scary to go to that offense I, outside I'm, of Waller. I'm laughing, Joe, because I can always tell when you're hesitant on somebody. Because I know, he, <laughs> he's trying to talk himself into it. He doesn't want to say like, that's a garbage play. But yeah. the volume really hasn't been there. He's obviously the touchdowns. It's like three three catches and a touchdown. I mean, how how long is that going to continue? So I, I right. wouldn't play him in cash, but you know, I'm not surprised to hear he has a high ownership. Joe really is nice cop. He just, yeah, he is. Cop. Yeah. He is nice uh, cop. He doesn't want to say, I don't like it. He's just like, Oh, I well, haven't considered I, I feel like that. I come <laughs> at you guys enough about these running back plays. I'm sure you're going to tell me that uh, Kevin <laughs> Coleman's in play the next time he's on the main slate again. Cause we had our little talk about him uh, in our, in our Slack chat. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll let you guys fire at these wide receivers. I mean, a wide receiver is a totally different position. I don't think all, any of these guys are out of play by any means. I don't know. You knew I was going to say something about Devin Coleman, though. Come on. You had to be expecting that. Was the, maybe should I get a Devin Coleman jersey? No, yes. I just, I just want to hear, can I hear your victory laugh for your 13 touches, please, before we move on? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Always. I'll take a victory laugh on Devin Coleman. I'll take another one tonight when he's my captain. <laughs> oh, a little different now. I think you can project him for a lot more touch. I don't know. No, I, I he just, said he's, he I'll had give 20 you your touches laugh. twice I'm this just, year already. I'm, I'm, yeah, but he doesn't catch passes, man. You know I'm never going to play that guy. I know. I know you're never going to play that. Let's see. I, I could I could understand the Derrick Henry. I can't understand the Tevin Coleman. Hey, let's talk tight ends, though. How about that? Darren Waller, your yeah, boy, yeah. number one. Not a surprise. I have a love-hate relationship with this guy, uh, especially after last week when I basically blew up my team. Wait, what's and, the hate? Well, my hate is that I didn't play Michael Thomas in that roster construction last week oh. and in favor of just jamming in this high-priced tight end, which is, by the way, like if anyone's listening, if you're in roster construction and you're just doing everything you can to get a tight end in or get a high price defense in more often than not, that's not the way you want to go in roster <laughs> construction. So much can go wrong. I, I love the idea of having him kind of on the other side of my Houston stacks last week. Um, but I mean, this week in particular, I just don't know if I'm going to have the salary to get up to Waller, especially since we have some cheaper guys in play. Uh, I think the cheaper values uh, actually are a little bit better this week than we've had in weeks past 6,300. Just the way it's shaping up, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there. It's a much better spot this week, too, against Detroit. I think that's a team that we can uh, historically kind of attack with the tight end. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. Travis Kelsey right there, 6,900. Wow, Hunter Henry's all the way up to 6K as well. They really did kind of aggressively yeah, they did. Uh, price these guys up. So um, I don't know. I think that this will probably be the week he, gets, he drops another 30 or so, and I'm not there for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind him if you can find a way, but you bring up some good points. He's, you know, he's the most expensive tight end over on FanDuel, but, uh, you know, he's been pretty consistent as well. You know, besides last week, he did find the end zone to kind of save your day, but he really didn't return value. You're spending up for him. So it, it's tough. And I, I again, I, I just kind of look at him and Henry you know, over the past couple of weeks. It's just this tight end position is just so bad. You either just punt the position altogether and hope, you know, a guy like Darren Fells, who's obviously not on this slate, finds the end zone, or you're just basically taking a zero. You know what I mean? Like, really? Been, I think we have two options. Well, I do like Henry. I mean, he's only played, what, four games? He's got no, 76 yards per that. game. Um, I yeah, the, I mean, you, go you, for it. I think the, he got. Uh, well, I think it's going to be the chalkiest chalk of tight ends, but if no Delaney Walker, John Smith. Yes, uh, Smith has been good. 
Yeah, and it's it's been it's not just like hey, do you it like go oh, look at John o. Smith when there's yeah. no Ben Delaney Walker, period. Yeah. And he's in that mold of the Ingrams of the world where you it's just a pass catching tight end. The other one I think is really interesting, although he missed practice now too. If OJ Howard's out again, and you go back to Cameron Bray, you know, obviously it's not I would go John o before I went Bray, but if OJ Howard's out again, the one thing we know about Seattle, play your tight ends against him. Yeah, it's not a bad call. Um, he wasn't great last week, but he had six targets. It was a season high for him. I do like Jonu. Jonu's good, too. Like, after the catch, he's pretty explosive, and it seems like Ryan Tannehill is, is going his way. I mean, he's got 10 targets and nine grabs in his last two games and, you know, over 130 yards in those two games at Tannehill. So I think he's probably the safest option in, in that Tennessee, uh, you know, offense. It's not great. One guy I do like this week, actually, especially on DK, and I don't know if I'll go there in cash, is, is Zach Ertz. I mean, at $4,700, and people are starting to, like, talk about Dallas Goddard over him, and Ertz is still top five in, in terms of just red zone targets. Looks like Deshaun Jackson's going to be back this week. I That's think that helps out Carson Wentz and the entire offense. Yeah, I mean, I was at that Buffalo game last week, and they double-teamed Ertz almost every single time, and you saw Goddard get in the end zone with a red zone touchdown. I think that definitely is going to open up the offense a little bit. I, I kind of like Carson Wentz, too, and get to GPP quarterbacks. Uh, Ertz at $4,700. Nobody likes it. What's his projected ownership? I bet you Goddard is higher than him. Uh, Goddard, oh, yeah, Goddard's higher. Goddard's yeah, inside the top 10. Ertz, Ertz is down by, I think, around 15. I switched over to the quarterbacks already. Among tight ends, uh, my goodness. Joe, your thoughts on tight ends. And real quick before you do, breaking news for everybody out there. Benny Snell's out at least two to three weeks. So if Connor's out, Jalen Samuels has very little competition because it's Trey Edmonds with a U. There's, for everybody that keeps spelling Chase Edmonds <sighs> wrong, there's the Edmonds you want. That's the Edmonds you're supposed to be. So when you put Edmonds, now I'm going to start answering as if it's Trey. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Joe. What are your thoughts on these tight ends, including Zach Ertz, with or without Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, I actually really like the Ertz call. He's 4,700. So that's, that's a spot where I think you can kind of just take the volume there. Like he is, we're just looking at something like his target share. Like he's pretty similar as far as over the last four games to someone like Ertz, uh, or sorry, to someone like Waller or Henry. So I, I really like that call, especially at that price point. Um, I'm not really on uh, Cameron Braid. I wasn't going to play him last week over someone like Johnny. I know that this team just doesn't want to throw the tight end a ton anyway, but even last week, I, I don't know, he played 70% of the snaps, which is fine, but 10% target share. Like, I think he has a red zone role, and that's not going to change, but it still feels more touchdown dependent than Janu, who's going to kind of walk into the uh, the Delaney Walker role if we get that again. I think I prefer that, um, and I do think he's a talented guy after the catch, like you mentioned. Um, I have another guy as well, uh, significantly cheaper. It's, it's a brutal total, but um, I brought him up plenty of times this year, but I still think that there's going to be a no fan game at some point. He's 3K. <laughs> I was waiting for it. He's 3K. I actually think that this this week he probably makes more sense than other weeks where I've brought him up. Now that we don't have any Emmanuel Sanders, like there's, there's a target share there that I think is is up for grabs. And I think that Noah Fant could be a guy that like these, these tight ends for rookies, they, they take a while to get going, but he did have nine targets last week. Didn't do a whole lot with them, but he played a ton of snaps. I think that he is at 3K if you wanted to pay all the way down and get a little bit different from these other guys. Maybe not in cash. Probably should have saved him for GPPs, but I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it. Brandon <laughs> Allen to no fan, 7K. Look at all yeah, the money you saved. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Please don't do it, Joe. Just give me your lineup instead. Let me be your entry. Well, Quarterback. Now, been, now I got to put him on my FanDuel team. <laughs> do it. Get him in there. Uh, so I'm going to go Joe first. Uh, you both get the guess. Joe first. You get the first crack at it. The number one projected owner corn quarterback currently. That's a Matthew Stafford. No, I said Joe first. You jumped the gun. I'm a bad cop. That's got to be Russell Wilson, right? You're both wrong. So Stafford's number two. Russell Wilson is five. You're both wrong. I'll give you both one more shot. That seems wrong. It does seem wrong. It seems wrong. I don't really have another take. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Russell Wilson. No, this is why we do the show. Aaron Rodgers. No, Aaron Rodgers is seventh. You got one more shot, Joe. Oh, man. I don't have a take. It's Russell Wilson to me. I hope they, no, there's no Derek Carr. <laughs> number one currently projected owned uh, quarterback is Jameis Winston. No, look at Joe shaking his head. No chance. Yeah, no chance. Wrong. Incorrect. There's Just no wrong. chance. Sorry. Uh, I don't mind Jameis, but I mean, I'm not. If that's going to be the case, like. I'll just move away. Well, We're going to win a here, lot of money Chris. this week if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I'll go to you first uh, so on this. You seem a little bit happier to talk about this than Joe, <laughs> the bad cop over there. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, Jameis, 
I'm going to tie it in. We're about to talk tournaments. So one, you said yeah. no chance in cash. And I'm assuming if he's going to be the number one projected quarterback, there's no chance in tournaments either because there goes all the upside because he's turnover machine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he's a, we all know what Jameis is in terms of real life football, but in fantasy, he's in fantasy. I never really mind him because, you know, he has those two weapons and the run game we talked about. And plus his defense is so poor, but I'm not going to play Jameis at the highest projected ownership. There's no way. I mean, I'm, I'll just, I'll just spend down or, or spend up for Russell Wilson. I mean, I think that's kind of the play and, you know, Chris Carson's in a tough spot against that Tampa Bay run defense. So I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shocked actually to see that it is Russell Wilson, but I guess if you are trying to paint a script in your head where Russell Wilson and the Seahawks have their way and, and, you know, Winston has to throw the football with these two weapons, he does have two f- top five fantasy wideouts, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to play chalk um, Winston. No, thanks. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. What am I missing here? I'm like literally piecing my way through the Jameis Winston play, like trying to figure out what people are doing. If that's the case, I just, I, I don't understand. You guys. Can... All right. So you make your case for Russell Wilson, but if you give us another option, if you can't and don't want to pay up for so, cause I right. think that if you, there's what conceivably no way you can do Wilson McCaffrey. I mean, that's just It'd be very tough. Yeah. Very it's tough. pretty tough. Yeah, so Russ, I mean, 7,100, he's expensive, right? Um, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't be the guy that's, like, approaching, like, that 20% mark or so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like this game quite a bit uh, against Tampa Bay. I think it's one of those ones that we can project for kind of a, a higher pace for sure. It is one of the higher team totals. Um, massive pass funnel, like, for all the same reasons we've been targeting Tampa Bay with quarterbacks. I think Russ makes a lot of sense. Um, they're a team that can be beat deep, so I like that because Russ has been throwing deep this year. He's, like, third in yards per attempt on the slate. Um He's going to give us some rushing ability too. I mean, I've got him projected with a, without a lot of running quarterbacks on this slate. Like, I, I have a hard time thinking that people aren't going to be uh, on Russell Wilson uh, even at that price point. So I think he's interesting. If you didn't go there, um, I'm kind of on just like paying all the way down potentially uh, for some Fist Magic action. I actually think he's interesting against the Jets. Um, someone that uh, hopefully we we see some points in this game, which I'm not quite sure about. But Fitz isn't. He's not scared to throw far down the field uh, i mean the jets can be beat pretty much all over uh he's got a revenge game with basically every team in the nfl <laughs> at this point right uh so yeah. i think Fitz is fine um he's someone that hopefully will give us a little bit on the ground as well so 4800 um i think paying all the way down is almost always uh in play at this position so those are the guys i'm looking at if you were on the three screen and people were watching the video you saw my reaction you took my guy i'm all Both over guy? Fitzpatrick. Well, yeah i like Fitz too three for three <laughs> And that was, yeah, that was going to be the pay down if I wanted to try. Well, I do have Dalvin Cook in one of my lineups is just pay down. I'm not going to pay down for Brandon Allen. I know you were saying that tongue in cheek, Chris, but uh, yeah. like Fitzpatrick, like you said, there's the Fitzpatrick is James Winston at a severely discounted price. Like that's just really Are you sure he didn't mix up to. that ownership. <laughs> I'm looking at it, yes. Fitzpatrick is actually three, six, seven, eight, right behind Rodgers in front of Matt Moore and Mitch Trubisky, which by the way, let me bring up the third one for you, Chris. Mm. We talked about Tyrell. Derek Carr has been better than people realize. Like that, I'll say it. I'll leave it at that. We also know that Derek Carr doesn't really have the ceiling of most, but we are talking cash. We are talking about fifty five hundred on DraftKings and seventy three hundred. Not great. Not as great of a price on FanDuel, but for that price, do you have any consideration for that? Let me tell you about this guy named Derek Carr, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Good matchup. Again, high total. Like that game a lot. You know, if you, you know, I think a lot of people will look at Stafford, but yeah, if you like Waller and you like Tyrell, I mean, I think Derek Carr does make some sense at $5,500. I mean, Detroit has allowed the most passing yards so far this season, like per game. So I think that's a good spot. I, I just love the Fitz call too. I mean, that's kind of why I brought up Schaub last week is because there's some weapons. He's going to have to throw the ball. And I like to spend down at the quarterback position. I don't really like to strap myself. I love what Russell Wilson, like it all makes total sense to to plug in Russell Wilson but you're going to save yourself you know over 2k at the quarterback position is going to allow you to really spend up so I I won't fully go with Carr I like it it's it's okay um you know I do like Wentz in that range as well but yeah if I'm going to go in that price I'll actually just spend down for Fitz and I kind of like both of his weapons too and on you know definitely Devontae Parker (laughs) yeah that was gonna be my follow-up if you're going down that low why not just keep going yeah pair Uh, him up you guys, real quick. So, I also wanted you to explain one of those paintings behind you, Chris. Like, uh, you said you're in a Jeez. hotel room. Like, is I'm that like, a skull? Is that a skull with a hat on a phone? <laughs> like, what is that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a dude with a uh, with a scarf around his. Face. Is it a dude or is it like a skull person from like no, New Orleans? No, it's a dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm in sorry, Vegas New Orleans. Today. 
Some yeah, I'm in Vegas today. There's a couple. Uh, I don't know if you can see the other one. Um, you know, got a little girl there. She it looks like she's showing a little skin, but uh, the guy there behind me is also showing some skin. So yeah, some weird paintings. <laughs> There you go. This is what happens when you travel with Chris. You're traveling, man. I was gonna say, do you guys want to guess who's by far the lowest projected own quarterback? I'm not even gonna let you guess. Kirk Cousins against the Chiefs. Ooh, I was gonna like say nobody wants Kirk Cousins. So wow. I bring that up because let's talk some tournaments. You down with GPP? Joe, Kirk Cousins, Chris, Kirk Cousins tournament style. Is this where he's in play? I mean, do we stack if Adam Thielen's back, potentially the two receivers and Kirk Cousins, or are people deservedly hesitant because it's a run against the Chiefs to beat them? You don't necessarily need to pass too much. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, Cook, I feel like should he probably will at the end of the day. If you're playing in big tournaments, he's probably going to have the highest ownership. And I'm I'm all about Cook too. But if you're going to maybe fade him in one lineup, I think it does make sense to to play Kirk Cousins. That maybe it is a Kirk Cousins and Thielen and Diggs game against Kansas City. It's very possible. I know the Chiefs have they've certainly dialed up some pressure lately and getting after the quarterback. Everyone saw Kirk Cousins against Washington on primetime Thursday night football. He was efficient, but he didn't do a whole lot. And he's had some of those games so far this season. So I, yeah, I, I got him written up in the DFS pass under, you know, GPP options. I think, you know, you can get by. He's not one of my favorite options, but it does make sense if you're going to fade Cook in one. You guys saw his price, right? 6700 Yeah. I, think, I, think I mean, that's what, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a really tough price tag for him, isn't it? It is. Know, he's yeah. so expensive. That's why he's, I think that's why people are. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. So you're I, completely I mean, off even in tournaments, right? Yeah, for sure. He's like not in my pool. But I mean, if you want to play a large field, and I think the what you said about Dalvin Cook, like it definitely holds some weight. Like if, if he's going to be one of the higher guys on the entire slate, just pivoting to, to Cousins would make some sense, especially because of that price tag. Because yeah, I, I'm not would not be shocking to see him be like sub 5% owned. So I'm at the on large field stuff. All right. So before we move to running back, Joe, stick with you. The two deepest quarterbacks down by 1% deservedly so for one of them is Baker Mayfield and, and that matchup. The other one though, Jacoby Brissett, who's been pretty dang efficient this year, although has started to fall back of recent, either of those tournament appeal for you or just why even bother? Um, yeah, it's, I don't know if I have like a really strong taker for either of those guys. I think that Jacoby Brissett would, would be a guy that if you got him at super low ownership against Pittsburgh, like this Pittsburgh team, just, I, I think they're, they're kind of uh, really struggling without some of their studs. We've seen what's happened with Juju this year. So I think that he's fine. Um, I haven't really been on uh, kind of the Cleveland train much at all this year outside of the one week I played Odell Beckham, but Denver wouldn't be a spot that I would be, um, I guess, rushing <laughs> no. to play Baker Mayfield. Uh, so I think that that would be a tougher one. I mean, I, I, I know what, uh, Chris mentioned it before, but I, I got to make sure that everyone knows my love for Josh Allen is still very real as well. Uh, I think that in <laughs> tournaments, he's a guy that we could go to if he's going to be lower owned, um, stack him up with, uh, stack him up with John Brown, but also I think Cole Beasley is in, in a really awesome spot too, which I, I'll, I'll save him for when we get to, to wide receivers. Yeah. I, add, Chris or? Yeah. Allen is interesting. It, it's kind of like the Lamar Jackson thing. Obviously he doesn't have that same type of ceiling, but I mean, he only threw 169 yards last week. He still has 17 fantasy points. It's a number he's hit in six of seven starts. I, I, I like him a little bit more in cash because I just don't really quite know where his ceiling is, even though, you know, he is, you know, a decent spot against Washington for sure. You know, I'll go back to Carson Wentz. I actually think this could be a Carson Wentz game if Deshaun Jackson is rolled in there and you know, his price is decent over on DK. He's in the five, seven, you see that little red seven there. But, you know, you look at Chicago in terms of just quarterbacks they played. You know, Rivers last week didn't look good. Bridgewater, Carr, Keenum, Joe Flacco. I mean, they haven't faced a lot of good quarterbacks. And Carson Wentz has only had Deshaun Jackson once so far this year. And he, what, 150 yards, two touchdowns and eight catches. So I think it just opens up the entire offense. I think Alshon could have a decent day. You know, Miles Sanders is catching balls out of the backfield as well. So I I like Wentz as a tournament option. I don't think anybody's going to be on him either. All right. I like it too. I actually am with you with that as long as Deshaun Jackson is out there. Yeah, Deshaun's the key. Yeah. Let's move to a running back. Chris, your boy and your namesake over here, Chris Carson, he gets the vaunted Buccaneers. And I mean, it's legitimately the vaunted Buccaneers run defense. Look at who they face. They've given up touchdowns to, I think, two running backs on the season, and two of those are among the elite, and they were still low yardage days. Only one person, even over 100, and that's combined yards against them receiving. So, is Chris Carson a potential tournament? Because I'm looking right now. Projected ownership, deservedly so. It's in the basement. 
Yeah, it is in the basement. Very high price tag on two on FanDuel, you know, where he, he doesn't catch a ton of balls. He does have, I think, three games of at least four, but I'm not into him this week. Maybe that's a mistake, but it's just this defense. I have a ton of respect for them. If they're able to shut down Chris McCaffrey, you know, I think they're going to have <laughs> a decent day against Chris Carson. He could fall into the end zone if Seattle does get up in this game. You lean on him. He's probably going to get his 20 carries like he gets every single week. The volume's going to be there, but I, it's a really tough spot for him. I, I'm, I'm kind of fading him this week. All right, Maybe what's the pick mistake. before we go to Joe that you do like? Uh, well, a lot of different backs. Have we, have we talked about Chubb at all? I mean, kind of just glossed over him. You know, he fumbled twice, but, you know, he's got 20 carries in back-to-back games, at least 20 and four of his past five. I mean, 253 rushing yards in his last two contests. So he's averaging over 100 on the year. He's been pretty good. And Baker Mayfield has not been good. So I, I think that the game plan for Cleveland is just to kind of hand it off to Nick well, Chubb. Let me ask you a follow-up, and I'm going to ask the same question to you, Joe, when we come to you. So Nick Chubb is seventh in ownership because the running back is what running back is, is maybe playing tournaments, not necessarily something we should worry too much with ownership when it comes to running back, just because, I mean, as Joe always says, the reason he was joking about Tevin Coleman is because it's volume. I mean, you don't right. want the guy, you don't want Royce Freeman and Phil Lindsay, especially it's, I mean, the tournament, because it was, even if Phil Lindsay scores two touchdowns, it's still probably not going to be a game breaker because he might only have 40 yards with those two touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I don't really kind of, I do look at ownerships. I'm not going to avoid them, but for running backs, I, I don't really, to be honest with you, I'm looking at volume. I'm looking at bell cow backs and Chubb is one of those guys right now. What he's got one more game here before we, we start talking about Kareem Hunt. Um, but you know, he's catching some balls out of the backfield. He's three catches in five of his seven games. So he is the, he's the goal line guy. He's the guy he's in, on the field. He's going to catch balls. So yeah, you just plug him in as a guy that's going to touch the ball 20, maybe 25 times every week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's still totally in play. I, I think you've kind of taken all of my guys, which I guess isn't too surprising since we've gone through kind of all the top volume guys. But I love Chubb this week. If he's going to be lower owned, I think that's the piece of the offense that I would definitely take a shot on. Um, we talked about Bell, like a little bit of recency bias with Le'Veon in, in, in a great spot. So I think that he's another guy, um, depending on how things shake out with ownership, that would make a lot of sense. Um, but outside of that, maybe just at some point paying up to be a little bit contrarian for for Christian McCaffrey. We'll, we'll see how kind of the, the week progresses. It looks like people are back on him. So I think those are probably the guys I'd be on to. Wait, you guys aren't with my, this is the first week I could ever call him my guy. You guys aren't Aaron Jones. Really? Oh, we talked about him. I yeah, think he's going to be low According to right now, he is right now. He's down by Jordan Howard and Mark Walton. Oh, he's a great time to play that. I'm with Why? You. I don't know. I, I could not tell you. I, I, I really, <laughs> and his price, I mean, his price went up 200 and 100 to 7,000 and 7,700. It wasn't like it jumped up into the 8,000 range for both. All right. So this is your uh, heyday here, Joe wide receivers. Yeah. So wide receiver, I think there's a couple of guys that make a lot of sense, but in, in order to kind of get up to some of these running backs we're talking about, we're going to have to find some savings. So I'm kind of going back to, if I'm going to kind of, uh, tout, uh, this kind of fits magic game. I, I think that Preston Williams is the guy that I prefer uh, going to in that spot. Uh, he's still a guy that's top 20 and weighted opportunity over the last four weeks. He's someone that hasn't quite gotten there, but he is kind of seeing those deeper targets. If you get him at lower ownership in this spot, I think it's great, especially because the jets uh, are the fourth worst team at defending the deep pass. So I think that he's interesting. Um, we'll see kind of a, a what the ownership ends up being like on Preston Williams, but he's like one of those guys uh, that I think, um, if I'm paying down, that's like the lowest I've gotten so far. I, I don't see anyone below 4K that I love this week. Yeah, I don't either. Um, really, I don't want to roll the dice with Lazard, um, even though he has been getting some volume. I just don't really want to go there. Uh, we already pulled, poured one out on uh, the throwback for Bayshon Hamilton, so I'm not going to go there either. Um, you know, sticking with that same game, you know, I have way too many Dolphins and Jets in my lineup. So like, what the heck? Yeah, scary. Um, but Devontae Parker is a guy that I like too. I mean, 18 targets, 11 grabs, 114 yards his last two games. He has at least 50 yards in five games this season. He's got three TDs in his last four. I like the Williams call. I like the Parker call. I, both of those guys, like 42 and 44 in good spots. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to both of them, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, both inside the top 20 for projected ownership, which isn't surprising. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one – wait. I just want to make sure. Yeah, let's just see if we had any updated injury news. Still waiting on it. But I think that a lot of people are going to assume, eh, it's just a one-game fluke type of thing. But if D.D. Westbrook's still banged up and even out, Chris Conley all yeah. day. Because like, everybody's going to go right to D.J. Chark, deservedly so. But 
if you're going to get involved in that game with my man Beowulf over here, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, you get you, that's that's on the London slate, though. Right? You have to get pretty. You have to you go on a full slate, I think, to get involved with him. But yeah, you're right you to bring him up. Yeah, you can you can get the full slate on yeah. still on DraftKings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right to bring him up because okay. yeah, he's been. I mean, he's been trending. He's getting a lot of targets lately. Yeah, I was just looking at because this has the full slate for including the London game, and he's still down by the looks like the AJ Brown of the world. Which nice. AJ Brown? Are, are we completely? Like, I will bring him up. That's the last one I'll bring up. The or Corey Davis, your boy, Chris. Corey Davis, <laughs> AJ Brown. Uh, well, no, no. That's are they legitimate tournament plays? Because <laughs> I mean, this is recency biased in its truest form. They yeah. are way off the charts. Nobody wants a piece of them after what happened last week. Yeah, it's typical, right? Nobody wanted him two weeks ago with the Tannehill change. He has the good game, and all of a sudden, everyone wants him. We, we, I think we were right to, to. I mean, Tannehill was fine, but I think we were right to, for the most part. I got suckered into it, but I, I didn't have full <laughs> exposure with with Corey Davis because this is kind of what he does, and he's been, you know, hot and cold. But yeah, if you're looking for the ultra contrarian, uh, you know, some value at the wide receiver position, sure. I mean, he still had six targets. He just you know, Tannehill didn't really hook up with them. So I, I don't mind it, but I'm, I'm kind of really just avoiding that entire game in general. Yeah, I think that the defense is the the play that I really like in that game still. So I'm, I'm not so much on Corey Davis uh, or the passing game. I, I talked about Tannehill um, quite a bit last week on just like if he was going to see pressure, it worries me a little bit. Last week, he didn't see as much, but he's one. he's probably one of the worst quarterbacks on the slate if you're just looking at his yards per attempt while under pressure versus when he's got a clean pocket so that worries me against a team like Carolina that we know can get to the quarterback so um, if anything I'm just on the Carolina defense on that this game all right then before we get to defenses let's talk tight ends are there is there legitimately Joe this is a question (laughs) Chris is shaking your head you know the question I'm gonna ask is there anybody that we not bring up that's tournament playable at tight end because you already mentioned fans, so I, I, that's what I mean. Like, what what do you want from me right now? If I've already talked about Noah Fan, uh, no, Here, I'll I, give you one. I'll give you one. Ryan He's higher Griffin. than T. No, I don't want him. I'm just saying I find it interesting. The one that we didn't bring up is T.J. Hawkinson, and that was the one I was going to bring up. Uh, like, like we've joked mm-hmm. about his hands. He should have more production on to date, which his hands were never really that big of a concern in college. I just find it interesting that two spots in projectability ownership, while well, projected ownership in front of him is Jacob Hollister <laughs> for the oh freaking my- like, goodness like are we really just like oh bucks let me plug somebody in <laughs> i don't i don't hate the hawkinson call to be honest like i mean it's it's a pretty good matchup for him uh I'm sorry hawkinson hawkinson H- yeah hawkinson H- 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 he's run some routes it's, it's it's same thing with these guys it's like he only had one target last week so can we really go back to that but from a tournament perspective yeah i mean i think these these rookie run or the rookie running backs these rookie tight ends they could have some fluctuation between Big games and then nothing. Big games and nothing. So I think he's fine. Uh, at that price, he makes some sense. No, if real quick her, before you go to Hernan- you, hold up, Chris, real right. quick, just I just yeah, yeah, I want to address yeah. that the Hawkinson thing is this. So what has changed course this year? The the Giants, to your point, Joe, the Giants have been sneaky good against tight ends this year. All of a sudden, yeah. What has happened there? I I don't know sure. because they still don't have any. I mean, <laughs> it's been like five years where you can just plug left, in anybody. I, I mean, like they've never addressed linebacker. I think it just <laughs> honestly, let's talk. You know, kidding aside. Yeah. If you look at the Giants, this is the second year now they've been moved to a 3-4. That's immediately going to inherently clog up that area of the field a little bit more. If you look at their safeties and the strength of their safeties, the strength of their safeties is in shorter, is in getting after the rush. So I think if you just look at their team makeup with Jabril Pippers now there, it just that's the area of the field where their defense, and you've seen them exploitable against the pass, even with Norris Jenkins deep outside, speedy guys. All that middle of the field, it's just, I think there's just a bunch of dudes running around and they're slow and they're just clogging things up, honestly. <laughs> Give them some credit. They finally figured out over the past few years. Uh, <laughs> Put a bunch of unathletic guys over the middle of the field. You'll stop tight ends. <laughs> I mean, it used to just be automatic. Whoever played the Giants, you just plug in whatever tight end. It didn't really matter. And they're just going to find a, find the end zone. Uh, I, I brought up Griffin. Maybe we've talked too much about the Jets in Miami, but if, if, Herndon yeah. doesn't play Griffin. Yeah, you're right. But Griffin did, uh, I mean, a couple touchdowns, some catches. I'm, I'm really intrigued with Herndon. I don't know if I'll go there if he does play. He, you know, he could potentially be limited. It's somebody that I think I'll talk about in the future because like him and Sam Darnold were pretty solid down the stretch last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, throwing out tight ends. I mean, maybe Griffin at 34. Ryan Griffin is flying knee for the touchdown last week. All right. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk defenses. You know what? I've been 
kind of letting you guys do a whole lot today. So I'm, I've been saving this one and I just want to jump in because I want you guys to laugh at me because you know, I need to be in a better mood after today. Hey, I'm going to Notre Dame this weekend. I don't have to wear That's why I got, that's where I'm wearing the Notre Dame hat and Notre Dame t-shirt. This is my first ever trip ever nice. to Notre Dame. Oh. I'm super nice. pumped. I am a little bittersweet because they lost last week, but I look at it this way, Chris. Now I don't have to get stressed out if they're somehow blowing a game against Virginia Tech because they're already out of the equation. So now I can just go and enjoy the experience. But I say all that so you can laugh at me because defense-wise, this is where I'm paying down, and I'm taking your method, Chris. I am paying down to the utmost 100 emoji degree. The Redskins defense against turnover-prone Josh Allen. I like The Redskins defense generates pass rush. Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over. They are going to give up points, but I'm just paying down because you know what? If I get six or seven points from my defense paying $1,900, I think it's kind of worthwhile doing. So I like ahead, it. Laugh at me. Me too. I no, like I'm it not going to, I'm not going to laugh at you. No, they're, they're written up in the DFS pass. I, and you look at some of the points, I mean, six points against Hey, How me. do you save 10% on the DFS podcast, pass, baby podcast, <laughs> six points against Mini. eight against San Fran, 10 against Miami, whatever, but five against new England. If they can get five fantasy points against new England, I'm sure that they can get five points against Josh Allen. You're dead on. Allen has been turning the ball over. He almost has more picks than touchdowns again, fumbling last week in his, I think on the 20 turn that whole game around again against the Eagles. So he can't take care of the football. And I like the call. We, we've talked about this. I actually overpriced him by a hundred dollars. It's 1800. Yeah. $1,800. <laughs> it allows you to do a whole lot. And I don't feel like they'll give you a minus. And I think we said this a couple <laughs> weeks ago when the jets played, I forget who they were playing and they were $1,500. It, it may have I been with the Patriots. Wasn't it? Yeah. And, no, I think it was against Dallas potentially. And they, I think they had like three or four points, but it didn't matter because you were able to spend up. If those guys that you spend up on hit, then then you're perfectly fine. There's a lot of different ways to go this week with defense. It's very interesting, but I do like that call, Jay. All right, Joe. Yeah, you're not you like it too? Yeah, it's great. And by the way, Chris is fired up. We should get him like to <laughs> Vegas every week. Like this is oh, great. Man. Um, yeah. I, I like I like the call quite a bit, especially the price um attacking a guy that's definitely going to take some sacks. I'm with you on that. I think that both sides of that game make sense uh, from a, a defensive perspective this week. So I got no issues with that. I think the kind of the clear pay up uh, option to me is still Carolina, but there's still only 2,800. So the difference in price there, if you have it, I think that that's still the one um, that I would prefer, but yeah, Washington's yeah. getting pressure. I got no issues with that, man. That's I think that's a really sharp play. Uh, so what else, where else are you looking Joe, uh, you, uh, you want to know what the fourth highest own? I'm surprised it's not number one because people saw Brandon Allen and it was, boom, putting the Browns defense everywhere, even seasonal. Yeah, I think the Browns are, are pretty interesting. It, I, I struggle with these ones where they, they just like go on the road to, to like a tough environment. But I mean, yeah, it doesn't get much better um, from kind of a quarterback perspective that you're targeting. So I, I'm in on that. I don't know. Uh, as far as like the pressure rate, I, I think that they're probably okay. I think that there's this is a week where we have some really great options. Uh, facing uh, poor offensive lines and you've already mentioned a couple of them so I, I think that in tournaments yeah I think that that would be one but if the ownership gets out of control I think I still prefer the other ones we talked about well one more and you can answer the same question Chris because I'm asking both of you guys about this defense you just said poor offensive lines and if you want to talk about a game which is essentially a home game for this team because that's what teams coming to the stadium are home teams Green Bay Packers against the Chargers. For mm -hmm. some, I mean, the Packers are going to have to force, not going to have, they're going to end up forcing the Chargers to pass to keep up in this game with or without Devontae Adams. We know that. Phillip Rivers doesn't have his time to even think and drop back at times. It is essentially a home game for the Packers, Joe. I love it. And that was one of the ones that I was considering bringing up just because of what you said. The Chargers probably have what, like a bottom three offensive line at this point? Like they've been horrendous. You're going to get passing volume on the other side with Rivers. So I like that. Um, he hasn't been someone that's been taking a ton of sacks, at least uh, most recently. But Green Bay is one of the the pressure teams that we have on the slate. Uh, I, the ownership I'm looking at looks like Green Bay is going to be really contrarian. So if that's Way the case, I think, I think mm. that that would be a really interesting one. It could be have something to do with price. 3400 on DraftKings on FanDuel. Uh, they're pretty expensive as well, I believe. Uh, so they're only 4200 on FanDuel, so middle of the pack. But I, I think that if they're going to be that low owned, that'd be a nice one for tournaments. Yeah, I like that call as well. I think most people will just automatically go Broncos, Jets, try to get in the Bills or Seahawks. So I think, you know, Packers getting them at $3,400 is pretty contrarian as well. I do like Cleveland. I mean, they've dialed up just three sacks per game. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it's sixth uh, on this slate. So it's not bad. And we already mentioned Brian Allen. Thanks. <laughs> Anybody else you want to throw out before we talk about our stacks and lineups? I think that's good for me. Yeah, not really. All right. So let's do it. Let's talk stacks. Stack attack. And Chris, 
stacks? I mean, we kind of have hit on all of them, so we don't have to spend a whole lot of time. Is there a stack that you find particularly appealing this week? Is it the I, I it kind of almost do I want to say your Eagles? <laughs> yeah, you guys are I do I do like the Eagles this week. Um sure, let's go there. We'll save Seattle for for <laughs> Joe. Um yeah, I, I like I do like Deshaun if he's gonna play. I think, you know, he's gonna Wentz is gonna take some deep shots with him and we saw it the second throw of the, of the game these two together in week one, he took some deep shots. So if you wanna go Jackson to Wentz or even Ertz, I think that's a I, I really feel like this is gonna be an Ertz game. So either the all three or or one of the two. Yeah, I think we should probably talk a little bit of, of more about Seattle because I, I think that that's one of the, the better spots on the slate uh, when he is definitely higher owned than Winston, by the way. Uh, so Russell Wilson, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with him, uh, but I'm going to bring it with uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, I, th- I think that he's the guy for the salary that makes more sense to me. I think Tyler Lockett, if you wanted to add uh, him to that stack, I have no issue whatsoever. If you want to completely game stack it, like I mentioned, I think it's still Mike Evans for me on the other side of this, but um, probably only bringing one guy back from Tampa Bay. Uh, like like Jake was mentioning earlier. So I'll go with the Seattle stack. I'll go a little bit chalky on this one. All right, fair enough. I got nothing for you guys. I'm, I'm kind of rolling semi-stacky naked, like quarterback naked this week. I just, I'm not really feeling one outside of, I'm with Chris 100%, and that's really why, is because if Deshaun Jackson's out there, I really like the Wentz, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Ertz stack, and just forget about Alshon Jeffrey and anything else there. I just I really do like that one. So Let's put it. Hey, Chris, maybe we can just hear your lineup and we'll put it in for you. Maybe you can just like play this week. It'd be nice. I know you're on the road, but I'm going to be on the road. I already put my lineup in there. So, all right. I promise I'm in this week, boys. I promise. DFS Battle Royale. All right. All right. And what- Chris, you want me to give it? Lineup. Give you the lineup. lineup. Let's do the, it. The winning lineup here. Okay, so yeah, Wentz. I actually wanted to come up with a FanDuel lineup with uh, Fitzpatrick. I think he's a great play on DK, but he's only like the price difference between Wentz and Fitzpatrick on FanDuel is seven four hundred dollars. So I, I got Wentz in there. Delvin Cook, Lev Bell, Devontae Parker, Marvin Jones, Stefan Diggs, Zach Ertz at tight end. Love the DK Metcalf call by Joe, and then I have the Cleveland Browns defense. Like mm, it. I like it. Joe, you want to go next, Jake? Um. Yeah. Sure. Why not? We're doing Fanduel, right? All right. Yeah. So here we go. Fanduel lineup. This is it's the Eagle stack. I might have to change this. Hopefully, this doesn't happen because I'm going to be a layover. I'm going to win now. I know. I got. I got a layover for the London game. Perfectly timed for you guys out there, so I could help you with your lineups and then hopefully get home with no delays, which it's me. So it's going to happen. But in any case, I do have Carson Wentz with the Eagle stack in there. So it's Carson Wentz. You know, I'm doing Aaron Jones. I'm doing Dalvin Cook. And then Deshaun Jackson. I am doing the Chris Godwin, Joe Holka. I am nice. going there. Le- leverage. I like it. In the three yeah. Ke- Keenan Allen, Zach Ertz, Jalen Samuels. That's, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be no Connor. And then, of course, the Redskins defense. Nice. Ballsy. He throws, he throws Samuel into the three man without even knowing the, the full news yet. That's interesting. I know. And the Redskins uh, defense. I love it. What could go wrong? <laughs> and Deshaun right. Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to have true. 60 points. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, li- I like the aggressiveness. So you're really playing to win. I like that. Uh, so I am going to go with uh, my boy Fitz Magic. I think 7K on FanDuel, nice. like you said. I don't think as many people are going to play him over there because of that. Um, so my main stack is going to be Fitz uh, to Preston Williams. Uh, I-, I think Chris talked me into uh, Devontae Parker a little bit. So uh, Fitz, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, bring him back with Robbie Anderson, who's uh, 6,200, uh, probably a little bit overpriced on FanDuel. But um, he'll be my bring back. I'm going to jam in all the running backs, CMC, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, and then uh, Carolina defense with Christian McCaffrey, like I mentioned. And then my boy at tight end, Noah Fant. Let's, uh, let's, let's get a Noah Fant <laughs> nice. game. For the love of God, one week. Let's get a Noah Fant game. It'll is that, probably is be, that it'll probably be jersey on the way? You can get a Fant one too. That, that's true. I, I considered uh, going with my boy, uh, Mike Gusecki. He's going to win some a million dollars at some point. In the next 10 years, Gusecki's going to win someone a million dollars. The next 10 years. Yeah, so, it could uh, happen this week. I hope that the Jets and Dolphins game is 50 plus points and we'll, we'll be pretty happy when we come in here next week. Yeah, or it's like 12-0 or something. Yeah, it's very possible too. Yeah. Uh, anything, Chris, anything, you're going to buy a Vegas jersey while you're out there? No, I'm here to see the Habs tonight. Um, you know, we got a couple shout outs on Joe's Instagram page. Uh, one of our listeners or followers like the hat. So this is for you, bud. I am going to the Canadians and Vegas game tonight. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Ah, well, go Canadians. Enjoy your trip, Chris. Go Irish. I'll yes, enjoy your trip. Yeah. And Joe, you can just hang out down in Arizona doing win all the monies. <laughs> yeah. In Arizona. You know what? Arizona. I thought you were an Arizona boy. You're not an Arizona. Can't boy play D- DFS in Arizona, man. I, I'm from oh, Arizona, but I live oh, in Minnesota now. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's right. I should yeah. know that. I yeah. was at the game last week. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, look, hey, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to travel and everything. My <laughs> head's in a whole other world. I've been thinking it's been Thursday for three straight days. Good I should Lord. just listen to Joey and did the one day, two day, what day, three day, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> DFS pass. 10% off. I almost gave out 20% off. 10% off. I see what I tell you. Podcast is the code at Joe Holker for Joe, at Chris Me for Chris, at Ollie Kid for myself. We'll be back in week 10 to hopefully celebrate your winnings and get you ready to win some more. Have a good one, Foot Clan. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.